producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jack. 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 You got a good scream. Yeah, I usually I have to like smoke first and then like warm it up a little bit it's for a little, like twenty minutes. Yeah. I just scream like fucking emo shit from like two thousand and ten. Not even emo shit. It's just straight up like metalcore. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I got really into like the deep guttural uh, growls. And actually, are we recording? Yeah, we probably are. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna just riff off the cut. No, no, no. There's there's no way to start. Don't even. Oh, act. we like, just we just do it. Yeah. Like. All right. Cool. Yeah. You I, don't even have to like. We're not even recording. Like. Let's I just, mean, this no. is literally just me. Anytime I have like a sip of beer and like a joint, I just <laughs> just go. But yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. When I first started, um, I actually learned a lot of shit like music wise genres like through MySpace. Mm. and um got into a bunch of weird shit from a track armin van helden to broken side to august burns red mm. fucking anything in between and uh i actually somehow found myself like producing like break beats and like house music at first and a lot of my friends were like in the metal scene and stuff and they see me dj a bunch and like do the whole producer thing so like yo come do that for us and i was like all right, cool. We we're like 17, 16, 17. The band was called The Great I Am. We were from Cicero. And um, yeah, just being with them all the time and like also doing photography and videography videography for metal events. Um, it's got really into the, the genre itself and like the lifestyle. And one thing that really like stuck out to me was the vocals, the, mm. the guttural growls and the high pitched screams. That actually 2010 translated in my mind into the bass manipulation in dubstep. Hmm. And so from there, I just jumped straight over because to me, dubstep was breakdowns and just robot screaming. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then it was like a weird, there was a weird time where like I was really trying to push like metal and dubstep together. Yeah. And then I discovered Big Chocolate. Hmm. I've, <laughs> Big Chides, he's still around. That sounds so familiar. He's still around, yeah. but like I remember, this is very specific to like how it all started. It's for the go, producers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I went to um, uh, Warp Tour. Oh yeah, a bunch. And my very last one, he was actually there doing a DJ set and doing signings and shit. And I was just like, yo, this is perfect. This guy's literally doing like asking Alexandria, bring me to horizon, fucking Ch- uh, Chelsea grin remixes, just straight dubstep shit. I'm just like fire. So I went, met the dude, gave him a bunch of my tracks and like mixes. And he's like, yo, this shit's fire. And it kind of just like the idea grew more and more. So like between the metal scene, the dubstep stuff, I also simultaneously got into beatboxing. So I started just using that guttural growl for mm. everything. So like, do you add that into the tracks? I hope. Um, not yet. Dude, you have not yet. to. So like that's been in the making for fucking years. And I actually have never beatboxed on a microphone like realistically even though i have like homies like jam one who do it professionally yeah i within the last four or five years i just kind of played with the idea but i've never really actually put it in production just yet i um Dude, actually me and kiefer <laughs> we do have my voice shout out kiefer ian kiefer ian that's the boy um 
we actually are working on a track now where it's a little bit of everything. It's UKG straight up, but add some turntablism, add some of my beatboxing to it. And that literally is the first track that has my vocal kind of like beatboxing. So like, that's going to be fun. We're almost done with that. Nice. Um, Amadizi's like, yo, I need that track. I'm like, dude, it's, I'm going to need that track. <laughs> it's like six months in the making. Like we see each other like once a month cause our lives are so busy. Um, but yeah, it all comes full circle, like between beatboxing, old hip hop shit that I was doing, uh, break dancing, the metal scene, electronica. So like, I'm we got, we got a lot. I got a lot of questions for you. <laughs> like we got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. So I think yeah, you can, you can light up. And, uh, if you want to throw the headphones on, we've never not done headphones, but you know, whatever, whatever you want. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, uh, headphones are cool, but the, the triple voices were freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, when it plays back for the test. Yo, Mace, do you mind turning him down very slightly? Got it. Thank you. Um, can you turn down the audio in my headphones a little bit? Yeah. Thank you, Mace. And do we have an ashtray? Mm, it's a good question here. Let's cool. just do this. I mean, I just can just chug my beer, but... How's that? Yeah, that's way Chill. better. Yeah, good? that's perfect. Um, Put that right here. Word, dude. Well, I have bookmarked in my head a bunch of things. But, you know, we can start out in a very simple way, which is... Who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Gio, Gio Garcia. I uh, born and raised Chicago, certified weird kid that makes bangers. And I just want to put the bandaid over the city of Chicago and bridge the gap between literally every different scene between the techno snobs, footwork kids, top 40 guys, shit, the metal boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just support each other and try to see how far we can all get you know how far we can get in the music industry together yeah and me being an only child and kind of mostly been raised by media i just have these crazy ideas and just different like backgrounds of what i believe should be done with within music media culture community and it's crazy because I feel nomadic because I'm in nomadic because I'm in so many different scenes and so mm. many different interests that it's kind of hard to just stick to one. And like, you can actually see that within my DJ sets. I almost never DJ just one genre. Like mm -hmm. it's good ass DJ, <laughs> Thank by you. the way. Yo, Thank nomadic is a cool name too. Just saying. I don't know if you introduced your name, initial G either but that, i didn't <laughs> that that is what this man goes by yeah geo garcia aka initial g baby um <laughs> actually when i came up with that name it was a rebranding from my first moniker which was uh e-rock 69 mm. <laughs> um party boy 69 party boy 69 basically but on the south side i was part of this crew called uh, second city and they did a lot of footwork music a jersey club chicago house this real underground Southside shit. And they seen me do a couple shows, like straight electro dubstep, none of the ghetto shit yet. And they're like, yo, come through. I was like, all right, but, and I just remember at the time I was the one guy on like a roster of like nine DJs who were amazing DJs um, that only did like dubstep. And we're on the Southside, like I'm talking Pulaski and 55th type of vibe. And um, 2010, 2011, and I'm in this show, there's like a thousand people there. And like, they're all just grinding, juking, real Chicago shit. And I pull up with some like, <laughs> sweet shop Dr. P and like some Skrillex and <laughs> a bunch of shit. And they're just like, 
what is this <laughs> and it was just like uh my ass was like sweating dog i'm just like uh so i threw some dj funk simultaneously on that and just start mixing like footwork ghetto house vocals into dubstep and everyone's just like oh okay cool this, this works you bridged the divide it, in like real time like i was just like fuck what do i do they're not moving yeah. <laughs> um and so that was like how i started erock 69 which is like the dubstep brainchild that i had and i kind of just ran its course and once i um matured a little bit more and got a little more different taste i was just like yo i'm rebranding fuck this um i left dubstep like 2012 i was just like nah i uh, i'm good i used to produce a bunch of it and I just it didn't, wasn't getting the results that I wanted, and plus the scene was like really like changing a lot around it me. Was, yeah, for sure. From you know that time to where now it is now, it's, now it's way better. I'm I'm seeing. I'm actually like I've been fucking around with the dubstep kids a little bit recently, and um, it's been interesting because 2023, I officially saw a dubstep slash footwork show at Lore, DJ Hank, Sam Binga, Edison Groove, Toya Koya, fucking that literally like recently just changed everything for me in terms of like what i believe is possible and then <laughs> we do the primary show uh opened up for hamdi mm, um yeah dude that looked lit it was so fun i actually was like when i got that message from swamp woofer i was actually at my grandfather's funeral um and it was just crazy because i <laughs> I don't really get booked unless you know me and like these people didn't know me so I was just like oh this is cool I'll fuck with this and I pulled up and I'm expecting to do like hear like you know dubstep opening you know some harder shit or whatever I pull up and DJ Scar is playing footwork and I'm just like the fuck <laughs> and I was just like yo I'm, I just felt right at home I was just like yo let's do this and uh, proceeded to do like a UKG footwork jungle set and uh yeah, just an overall like 2023 has changed a lot for me in terms of the genre dubstep, left field bass, and like club music. So I like where it's going, and it kind of like sums up to like all the experiences I've had growing up within like the music community. And I'm just really happy that I don't feel as alone anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they're all kind. Of, I feel like people that have been in electronic music for a while now, like they kind of listen to everything. I mean, you got your snobs, right? But like over the years there's just been like i started with dubstep and it feels like dubstep's coming back now or is back it's honestly like full flex yeah it's like on it's like phase three right now um yeah. i just feel like a new revival in dubstep and like obviously like there's different um genres subgenres within the larger broad category but a lot, i like specifically like a lot of the stuff coming out of the uk still mm -hmm. sicario sound fucking all that um word but uh yeah, honestly, it's just it's just super cool to see just like that cross pollination and us being able to collaborate with different crews and different folks who share somewhat of the same same idea makes it grow larger and who knows what it can turn into, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, I kind of want to bring it back home for a sec, which I always start out with the same question, which is what was your first concert? Oh, but um, not doesn't have to be electronic. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm literally trying to think what my first concert was. So, I also Mace, just double checking we're recording in OBS. <laughs> okay, thank you. I have um, to do that. <laughs> you're good. My first concert was actually 
a metal show that one of my friends was playing at. It's this uh, little venue uh, in Berwyn called The Nightlight. It was a, a Christian-run venue, and they allowed, like, non-Christian metal bands to pull through and do shit. And, like, the bands, um, it was called In His Honor. And it was ran by Jason. Well, not Jason wasn't in the band yet, but it started by uh, Adrian Perez. We went to St. Pat's together. Um, and I had left I left that school and, like, went to a different school. But then I seen, actually seen him on MySpace. He's like, yo, pull up. We're doing this event. I was like, oh, shit. And then some of my friends locally were also going who didn't even know that band. I was just like, all right, cool. Let's go. And I just realized, like, when I pulled up, like, this is actually my first concert. I've never been to a concert. And I was literally like 16, 17. I was just like, this is cool. I'm headbanging and shit. This fucking break dance. And I don't know what the fuck to do. I was just like loving it. Um, and I didn't stop at all <laughs> since then. Just, in terms of bigger concerts, I like want to. first big concert. My first big concert. Fuck. Um, that's a lot to think about right now. Um, fucking i, I mean, want you already did the deed you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i'm literally just trying to think what was the first first fucking thing i went to i'm such a stoner <laughs> no man you're good you you did you did the thing we could do first electronic concert if you want i mean i mean yeah um it's, <laughs> it's still hard to remember for me um yeah. there's so many but i want to say like at that time um I was going to a lot of like these underground raves, um, like dubstep, DMB centric stuff. Um, but my first like proper, like actual production, it was Midnight Conspiracy, the bottom lounge with designer drugs, 2011, I believe. Dude, Midnight Conspiracy, like was that group that just was all around Chicago. See, you know what I'm talking about. I remember my friend did uh, photography for them. But they were just like booked for just every like opening thing or like, you know, they were just everywhere. They were. And it was crazy because to me, I still don't believe any of the things that happened in my life. Like, I'm just like, damn, that really happened. My first like proper concert was theirs at Bottom Lounge. And probably like a year, two years later, I uh, was working with, I was actually signed to this label and working with them. They were called Rage Face Records. Hmm. Um, it was me and my boy Jerry. We were actually known as Gritty. Yo, shout out Jerry. <laughs> my boy Jerry. Um, <laughs> forgot his last name. Shit. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he and I did a dubstep duo called Gritty Filth, and we actually opened up for Midnight Conspiracy at Lincoln Hall. I think two thousand. Oh, cool, cool. August two thousand twelve. Nice. It was us and Obite, <clears throat> um, and I'm trying to remember who the fuck the other guy was. Like Wolfpack DJs from back in the day and that shit was insane like to like go to a show and then just like dj all these smaller events and kind of just like do the whole like gta progress playthrough and like hey this is like your first thing your first achievement mm. and there's like sold out show at lincoln hall all i remember was being grateful as fuck trying to get the girl that i liked in on time like in at the time and like she was stuck in line because her friend um didn't bring an id she had a birth certificate and one of those motherfuckers, I was like, wow. So, like, they literally had to watch me from the TV and the line outside. Mm. Um, and I just remember that night just being all types of hectic. The, the, the cherry on top was, I mean, it was a great show. Um, the cherry on top was that it was, like, pouring rain, like, after, like, after halfway to and through the set. And um, 
the ceiling collapsed. What? The ceiling collapsed at Lincoln Hall. And it was like water coming in. What? And so like the show was like stopped. And it was just fucking insane. I'm walking into a puddle. Michael Wings like, yo, what's your name? I need to put it on his check. And I'm just like, uh, did we break the venue? (laughs) (laughs) Driving home and like you couldn't go under a viaduct because it was so much water. Your car would just stop. So it was one of those days where it was like a tornado it was like torrential rain yeah yeah and like it only happens midway through the show and it was just the most surreal thing like yo that shit was heavy dude yeah (laughs) um damn but it was just like crazy seeing them for the first time ever and then finally playing with them yeah that was like actually one of my circle moment one of my first big shows too and i was just like yo um and since then like i just really believe anything's possible as long as you put in the work and show up you know what i mean yeah and speaking of work i feel like for the short amount of time that i've known you i always see you hustling like throwing out flyers and i feel like this is a good way to transition into super smooth and just like (laughs) you know because you're running that and you're doing a lot of shows in the city also wanted to ask how was the lake effect show the super smooth so super smooth is a company or maybe you can explain it better it is a company now we just turned into an llc hell yeah Um, congrats thank you um super smooth is my brainchild um 2021 pandemic vibes um i actually was on twitch a lot i actually lost my job of three years i was working at zounds selling slang and music gear online Mm. um and they just let me go during the pandemic so i was just like all right i got all this free time nothing to do we're in the fucking house I'm not going nowhere. So I sort of decided to do Twitch and play video games. Doing that shit for like eight hours a day, four days a week. I blew the fuck up really quickly. And I was just like, damn, this is cool. But I also got really bored really quick. And like, it's just, I'm not really a huge, huge, like active gamer anymore. Um, But I was just like good enough to like get people's attention, become a personality and like make affiliate. And I was just like, this is cool, but it's not my passion. I should be making music. I should be DJing. I should be utilizing what my real passion is with this platform. And um, a lot of weird shit happened in between. Met a girl, went to North Carolina. Our relationship was pretty weird. Actually didn't get a chance to work on any music at all. And then we broke up. I stayed out there an extra two months by myself and i just started djing like at, at the crib and um my first thought was just like fuck it let's do this on twitch and so i set it all up a uh, green screen and everything and um it blew up i was like damn okay cool ended up getting a job offer back in chicago um and got an apartment before i even fucking moved here and i was like fuck it let's go one of my buddies hit me up and we were just DJing like every weekend. Like the first gig I came back, I was at Replay in Lincoln Park. And then I was doing Debonair. I was doing um, Simone's. Like every week it just kept going, kept going. So I was like, all right, we're actually doing this. Let's just not stop. And I moved back officially March um, 2022. And by May 2022, uh, Super Smooth was in my mind real as fuck um it's already been put on a flyer for the first live stream and then i put it on a flyer for the actual physical event which um me and my buddy circus ant shout out he uh he actually helped me get a super sick ass venue my phone just like going off my bad dude you're good you're good fucking um he helped us get a super sick ass venue a rooftop in river north and um 
we threw this party called Double Trouble. And it was our very first party. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Even though I used to throw events on myself way back in the day when I was 18, I kind of just took that same formula and like plugged it back in. But instead of renting out like hookah shops and fucking run down little <laughs> venues, we're out yeah. here just doing DIY like at some random homies like terrorist patio crib thing. And it was insane. That first one, we had about 120 people pull up. Not expecting a lot of people to pull up, but they did. And um, before I actually threw the party, I had just started going to uh, events here in Chicago. I was teaming up with my boy Steve Noah, checking him out. Uh, learned a lot about Dark Heaven, my boy Prove, Keith, Seasonal Frequency, and started learning the lay of the land in 2023, you know, or 2022. Yeah. And um, with like a lot of collaboration from these people, like Givens, Prove, Keith, it was made possible. We had Givens through visuals. We had, you know, the homies come through, throw down, throw down some sets. And like, we went probably from, I, I believe we started like around noon and we ended at two in the morning. It was fucking insane. And damn, that's long. Yeah. And then I was just hype. I was just like, all right, cool. I get to use all the things I've practiced my entire life. Photography, videography, graphic design, music, marketing, all of it just for myself finally. So I'm just like, we're going to keep doing this. And we did our second party actually it's called wet dreams one because <laughs> we just had the second one literally this weekend <laughs> but uh we threw a beach party or like a lake party and that was super fun too and like all these random people were pulling up and it just kind of like went to a, like a monthly thing and like it almost became an addiction uh i got an adhd and i got it really bad so like if i like something i love it and i don't stop i have hyper focus yeah. and um, until you don't like it anymore. until i just fucking, fucking hate done. it yeah <laughs> hopefully it never happens um yeah, yeah, it's yeah. there's a lot of there's so many things that you're doing when throwing a show i don't think you're gonna get bored no there's never a dull moment like on saturday i sat down for a total of like 20 minutes trying to chill <laughs> during like a 10 hour party but um it was good it was good it's it's the labor of love like you have to love this you can't go in here expecting money i do this till i go broke and i am broke and the thing is, somehow me continuing to continuing to do this made me not broke. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't inspect it, but just you gotta do it out of love. Yeah. Uh, we followed up with our third one. We threw a, a rager uh, at Ping Tom. Um, it was called Secret Sauce, Return of the Schmooze. Hey. Uh, <laughs> it was actually uh, based off the Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> uh, Return of the Ooze. Um, <laughs> it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. And uh, that one, I actually started implementing flyers finally. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I saw those flyers. Yeah. With the drippy smiley face and shit. I was putting them everywhere, yeah. wheat pasting them. And like, I'm a, a vandal at heart. Like, I was a graffiti kid. And so being able to do shit like that with the wheat paste game was super fun and addicting. Again, labor of love. Like, these are all things I really like to do. So like, I don't really mind if I have to go out at fucking four in the morning by myself to go around the city on my bike to do this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. Literally. Um, and after that, I kind of just kept ramping up, ramping up, started meeting more people. And like, there's people I knew, people I didn't know. And so like having them meet together and like, Start, started to learn like the layers that are like happening here in Chicago. Like who's, yeah, in who's what who? position, yeah. Like the, the ice like there should be a youtube video like the iceberg of this iceberg of that iceberg of chicago like dance music or yeah scene she <laughs> it gets deep but um <laughs> um it was cool and like i personally treat this like a video game 
Yeah, like life. I think of life as a video game. Something you got to get XP points to up, yeah, upgrade and exactly. Like it's literally grant. Like DJing for me is literally Grand Theft Auto. Like you go on missions, you go do this and that. Like you meet people, shit, shit goes sour, shit goes great, whatever. But like there's still like a level of like progress. Like you save that shit every time you go to sleep. And next day you wake up. How do we continue? Wasted. <laughs> Wasted. I woke up dead. How are you gonna wake up dead? Um. Yo, I feel like I'm getting that contact high. Can I get a little rip scale? Oh, that? yeah, of I just course. need like a very small buff. Mace? Mace is like, no. Yeah. Let her be, sir. Um, fucking. But yeah, that's like, I'm, that's why like people say we see you everywhere. Like how, like physically and like. Yeah. in terms of my body or my flyers <laughs> and also digitally and it's like i love it like there's nothing else that i'd rather be doing right now i don't know how to stop i don't know how to take a rest i don't know how to fucking do a vacation and i've literally given up my entire personal life for this because age 31 i uh i took about eight years off between that time i was telling you i was doing dubstep and all that got into a very long relationship and was in a weird transition phase with producing and depression relationship ended depression all this shit and i slowly but surely like reemerged. and i was just like i'm not happy like doing everything but music you know what i'm saying so like i just i'm doing this to make myself happy because if i don't do this now i'm gonna regret it yeah and so no regrets you know what i'm saying no regrets man <laughs> yeah and honestly Mace, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I just had a quick question, man. Like, are you kind of like dog chasing his tail a little bit? Like, just kind of going from one thing to the next? I mean, you're obviously having success. Like, is this all, like, coordinated in your mind? Are you thinking through your next steps? Or are you just kind of going, yo, this feels right, this doesn't? Like, what's your process on that? Um, I'm very, like, I have a lot of crazy, like, intuition about this stuff. Um, but I do have a plan. I do see, like... The next five years i kind of have that like a broad sketch of that um but i wouldn't say necessarily like i'll jump on anything because you really can't work with everybody you can't be in any every situation but i can kind of see a roadmap for myself based on my past behaviors and my current ones and the patterns are there and i just know that at the end of the day i'm really just following my heart it doesn't really have to make sense to anyone else. And yeah, there's so many different examples of people just doing crazy shit, you know, like they're doing this or doing that. And like, why can't I do that? You know? Um, well, I feel like I'm a big shark tank fan. I don't know why I love shark tank. <laughs> it, Holy it's fuck. my entrepreneurial brain going, but I, yeah. So, but the thing that they're always talking about is like, whether or not they're trying to invest in this person, it's like, do you have a, do you do this full time or do you have like another job that you're doing? And it's like, from what I'm hearing from you, it's like, you're fucking in it all the time. You're working. I, and that's what you need to do. Yes. And like, I was actually just saying this today to one of my buddies that I actually got let go from my recent job uh, the day before my birthday, the week of my grandfather's death, Damn. the day before Sinamor. And, um, which was a huge ass one year super smooth anniversary party. Yeah. Um, and I've just been freelancing since. Yeah. And I was telling him like the DJ shit that I already had planned. We have events planned up until literally September right now. Um, but back in 
March, April, we had shit already like planned out until like July. So like, even when I got let go, you know, in the process of finding like an, another like big boy real job, whatever, I had so much shit already going on that I almost didn't have time. And for the real job, for the real job, and yeah. now the stuff is like starting to pay. And yeah. there's different ways that can that could happen, whether it be sponsorships, you know, ticket sales, merch, or whatever. Um, and also joining the band Empath has taught me a few little things as well. Uh, the way they operate is completely different from anything I've ever seen. Um, but it's cool seeing different perspectives on how um, monetization, monetization of your brand or your event or whatever it is that you are doing. Uh, there's just different ways to do it. And it's kind of interesting. Um, is, really- the, is the band something that you're currently doing yeah okay simultaneously and it's been crazy we have a band practice twice a week every week since shit i've been in the band since last summer but officially joined recently like they finally like made it official um i've got a funny story about that in five seconds but um yeah so just seeing the process of how money flows and it's out there kids fucking grab that fucking bag honestly don't let anyone tell you it's not out there because it is you're gonna be out there and fucking grab it dead ass um and yeah surprisingly enough like this shit is so it make it's so consuming that i literally just haven't had time to really even think about anything else yeah that's good um that's awesome and now i'm like branching out and helping other uh crews and other like uh dance music brands do shit whether it be they need footage they need you know video whatever like graphic design doesn't it feel good when you just are like yeah i can do that yeah like when you can just say that to a bunch of you're like yeah i've done that yeah like i'm pretty good at that yeah and like it's i'm i just take a lot of pride into what i do um because this is all i do now so being able to not only feed myself off of it but also help grow the community bridge the gap like i said earlier is very important to me yeah for sure there's a there's a couple other things i want to ask you about but just for the sake of throwing something else in there maybe we run a track oh just just yeah you know because it's one of the many hats keep it spicy and it's the podcast for producers yeah yeah, you gotta keep it for sure in that realm i feel like the smoke in the camera probably looks wild i'm getting my elon musk yeah. moment right now some just, lasers out here right yeah. now that just yeah yo you didn't bring givens for the lasers yo the i show? fucked up i fucked up <laughs> need a vj for the podcast i should have brought what little, are you trying to run um what do you mean track wise uh play night drive understand the name like it just feels like a night time thing i'm actually about to shoot my own music video for this hell yeah i don't know <laughs> i just can't stop keep going originally i called this bitch jersey wub <laughs> 
Oh shit. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Super big on Jersey. Be more shit. Shout out DJ Sega that got me into a lot of that. Philly club, Jersey club, mm. be more East Coast fucking club music basically. Like that mixed with this UKG kind of part right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I was like a b boy into breakdancing. I, I love this like M1 sounding bass line. Sick. Thank you. Bro, every genre in one track, basically. This is like a hot DJ tool, too. Yeah, this is sick. It is. We have a little bit of like a deep house vibe in a, in a second, too. I said, fuck a snare. I don't care what genre, as long as it's vibey, you know what I mean? Yeah. track is about a year old as well so me and my boy emotep aka dj toro aka my boy daniel um we teamed up for this and we banged this out probably in two sessions nice yeah it was pretty fun um um but yeah like hot Thank you, thank you. I've been waiting to release this. I uh, wasn't sure how I wanted to release this, but I think self-release is the only way at this point for me. Um, I have, have you ever thought about Super Smooth as a <laughs> record label? I have. That was the first thing I thought, and I'm just like, no, we're not there yet. Actually, uh, a bajillion years ago, I went to Columbia uh, originally for photography, and then switched over to music business and entrepreneurship. And I'm just like, yeah, this this could be dope. This could be dope. But uh, we'll see what actually happens with that. Um, I just know self-releasing is something I've been really big on, something that I applaud and something that I push. But um, yeah, I don't really know how it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be through me, through an unknown label that might be created sometime soon. We'll find out. But overall, I just want artists to have 100% control of what they're doing, which it's the most logical thing to do is just kind of figure it out or have help have help you know people help you out figure that out for you but um yeah yeah mixing ukg uh, american club little wub here a little break beat there some chords you know it's it's just vibey um yeah that kind of meshes well what i have out right now which is like mostly like jersey club type of beats but i also have like super weird shit i know i sent you i think five tracks um yeah 
the Dream Eater one, you don't have to play it if you don't want to. You could be cool. But we'll get, um, we'll get to whatever. I feel like there's so much to talk about too. There is. So oh my God. one thing I actually like, kind of, I keep trying to go back, but like, take me back. Take there's me. there's so many different like disciplines and cool things related to underground culture that you do that you know I just feel like all go together, which is break dancing you were talking about graffiti like for when did you get into dancing i always am very interested in people who also dance and produce because like you know that's what you're trying to get people to do when you're yeah. making electronic dance music i mean if it's specifically that so deep cuts right now so i um didn't have any dance experience at all um but i started it all started freshman year when there is a, uh, a school dance happening. And I went to an old boys school, but there was a sister's school. And some of my homegirls were over there. So, like, they pulled up and, like, I've never danced with anyone in my life. I'm Hispanic. And I also, like, also kind of removed from that part of my culture. So, like, I've never really danced with anybody. So, I was just like, how do we do this? And it was awkward it was cool it was painful it was cringe and it was just like ah but it worked out you know and just get juked on in chicago you know but uh i wanted more i started seeing people kind of snapping popping hip-hop dancing at the same time on tv there was uh the jabberwockies they had won the oh yeah america's dance battle or something i forgot what it was yeah i forget what the show's called um but i was just like damn that's cool so i started getting exposed more to that just through media and then Next thing you know, I'm like YouTubing how to pop, how to crip walk, how to fucking do this, how to do that, how to break dance. I literally bought a DVD from, I think Amazon and whatever store at the time online. And it was uh, break dancing with Will Power and Will Power is the dude's name. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just one of those super cheesy, like instructional videos, but like it was, it was so dead serious. This is like, all right, let's do this. Um, <laughs> Dude, it just reminds Have you seen that white woman where she's like, that's exactly hip hop. Like, like she's literally like yo it's- my teachers would be like you can't like like you got to fix your posture you got to stand up straight but i was like nah no nah. that's hip-hop I was, dude it's the cringiest <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but that's like what i'm picturing you watching and you're like okay <laughs> i wouldn't say it's far off but it was like way less cheesy it was actually like break dancing it wasn't just yeah like yeah okay that, that had some actual skill involved yeah, yeah like okay. you're learning like your 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 baby freezes your six steps you know a couple like very technical on the ground techniques not just like boop 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 <laughs> um none of that step up mm. shit but <laughs> oh, okay yeah step up that was like dude we went through like that dance phase like I don't they, remember fed what, this, they fed this to us and yeah. i'm just like uh um <laughs> and then i ate it up i'm like this is cool i fuck with it, it. is yeah i agree and uh from there just the dvd and then discovering like the old culture like fucking the breaking movies and fucking beach street and all that like beach street's the the, the ultimate christmas movie I'm telling you this right now. It's a Christmas it's movie? A Christmas. Dude, I need an education right now. Beach Street, bro. Oh, my God. I can talk so much about that movie, but I won't. But point is, it was very influential. It had real breakdancing crews, like Rocksteady Crew from New York. And it's like a movie from the 80s. Um, and it really just encompassed all of hip-hop, graffiti, breakdancing, emceeing, yeah. all that production. But um, shit like that really inspired me. And I remember in high school, uh, the second school I went to was St. Joe's, which is now closed down. Um, that was like well, way out in the burbs, like in Westchester. Um, I was in detention, always in detention. 
um and they had us we had we were a laptop school so like you know you had to do shit on the laptop you're sitting there like what are you gonna do detention the cool detention teachers like just do your fucking homework dude just shut the fuck up <laughs> and i'm watching beat street and this guy behind me his name's uh keith mecca he was he was a pretty cool guy he's like yo what's up and since then like I never looked back. This guy was running breakdancing battles and had a crew called Sour Apples Crew. And um, he kind of like introduced me to the physical real world lifestyle of it. And I was just like, this is dope. And started doing photography and videography videography for them. And then like kind of learning under them a little bit and just embraced that time just to soak up the culture. And it was so cool meeting like Beast Boy, Jam One, know vittles fucking sesh all of them fucking swank and it kind of just like i just went with it and at the same time the high school dances are still continuing you're in high school the whole time oh, you know yeah, yeah. and so like now i'm a little bit better at dancing mm-hmm. and i'm in this new school and i have to like kind of make a name for myself so i um decide to like pass out dj mixes because I'm still DJing, doing all this shit. I was doing shit on virtual DJ, recording these goddamn mixes and putting them out. And people were like, yo, this is cool. This is fire. This is dope. They had me DJ one of the dances and that kind of turned up pretty nicely. But I wasn't even like focused on the DJ tip at that time. I was just like, yeah, this is something that I do. But I DJed and then I would start dancing in a circle. But like mm. the problem was, I'm always trying to fix a problem. The problem was a lot of these folks were standing on the wall, no matter how mm. popping it was. Mm. So how do you fix that problem? Uh, the music's banging, cool. Uh, there's m- plenty of people here, cool. Um, I mean, we're underage. Not many people are going to be drunk besides the older kids. But I ended up going person to person. Like, I knew most of these people, but I'd go to person to person, like, talking some random shit, some banner. And I would just start sporadically just dancing, like, break dancing with them and, like, just... Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. And I would just hype them up and get them all into the middle of the floor. And then the next thing you know, like the whole fucking cl- like height in the high school itself like this at the, at the event is just like jumping up and down i'm like all right this is dope and i'm literally in this not even dj i'm in the center just break dancing oh yeah and uh yeah that's just kind of like how that started and eventually in that high school um i started a break dancing club with one of my boys Josue, and we would perform at the school dances not dances but the school like pep rallies and shit mm. and it was cool because then I started getting exposed to footwork dancing mm-hmm. and all these other styles and started meeting all these folks. And I was like, this is dope. This is cool. This is dope. And uh, ADHD always got me distracted. Same time, I was like doing skateboarding and martial arts. So like it all kind of blend it. A lot of disciplines there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of. They're, they're all based on balance, though, I'd say. Balance and movement. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, all movement practices. Yeah. And that kind of just had me super hyper focused on like body work stuff and like just being able just to move your body and that goes hand in hand with the music stuff so like at that point i figured out how to dance well enough to like all right this dude can dance we can just no one makes fun of this guy um and then i had graduated high school um got inducted into the second city and where I'm watching other people dance like real dancers out here i'm just like okay cool and then i'm going to columbia college more dancers, more DJs, and it's cross-pollination. But um, between all that, like, it's just all media. The graffiti thing happened simultaneously as well during that high school phase. Like, mm. 
I was an avid drawer since I was little. I actually wanted to be an illustrator when I was younger. Mm. Um, and I kind of did. Too. I like loved comic books. Me like too. I couldn't read normal books. I was like so ADD. Also, I was like, but these are better. Like they yeah. have pictures. <laughs> and I'm also a huge fucking Marvel nerd. So like all I had was Marvel comics and would watch the cartoons and shit. I would barely read them unless I was like really really bored. But the pictures, like the imagery, like yeah, I'm like crazy. this is dope. The shots and I was like. It's cool. I always wanted to be Spider-Man, so that goes hand in hand mm -hmm. with the whole mobility thing. <laughs> totally. Um, can you, can you spin on your head? Uh, not with the bun. Not, not with the bun. Not with the bun. No, but that's without? actually the one thing I was very scared to do. I was just like, yeah. First of all, it's gonna fuck up my wig, and then and second of all, like I'm gonna snap my neck. But you never know. I'm actually planning on shaving this bitch kind of soonish, so we'll see. I might be bald and beautiful and being able to spin freely. Hell yeah. I have total faith that you can figure <laughs> that out. I know my, my guy Wayne's going to help me out with that Style Out Network. You know what's good, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out Wayne. <laughs> um, He's a breakdancing homie, but uh, there's so much to fucking talk about. No, dude. I know, I know. Fuck. I'm going to I'm gonna try to rein it in a little bit. Uh, Bring it in, bro. Because like, I, I just want to focus on dance just a little bit more. But like, something like I used to skateboard when I was younger, and to see where skateboarding has gone from when I was younger to now is insane. It's like crazy. And part of it is that people, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants. They see people do stuff and they realize what's possible. And I was just curious, like, I guess more in the break dancing area, like, has that shit gotten even more complicated? Like, is oh, there, yeah, dude. it's like Holy crazy fuck. now? Like, honestly, I'm not the best break dancer, but at the time, like I was like, chilling with sour apples crew i was never in a crew or anything but like i looked up to them uh, spe specifically beast boy he's still active to this day he actually just opened up a dance studio recently mm -hmm. but uh he was like the best of the best and i was mm -hmm. like this guy is literally a fucking like ninja spider-man fucking cosmic being that can do whatever the fuck he wants on four limbs and i was like this is sick um and it was just that it was just it was just super dope i actually sadly fell out of that during that whole like super long depression phase but got him back into it actually oh yeah well i always see you dancing at shows like just kind of popping and doing a yeah little i shuffle. can't i can't help it dude like once that beat is there i'm just like all right cool let's fucking uh uh but this, it has to be right i'm not gonna dance like oh this is so and so and like i should you know go support like no the music's trash i'm not dancing it's good i'm dancing like i'm so like real with it it's painful sometimes and it hurts my life but if i catch the beat dude like i'm gonna go and the same thing is if you ever are super excited like i get super duper excited when i hear a song I'm like yes this is the fucking shit i'll start dancing but even more so like if the song is even like insane or like the, the vibe is insane i'm like yo i want to back to back with this person i mm. want to dj with this person mm. like i see myself in you and i want to amplify that vibe and like it kind of happens with both wanting to dj with somebody or produce with somebody and or dancing and like showing that physical appreciation body movement and like giving out that energy yeah for dude i i have been talking about this a lot lately and one thing i had said before was that like uh dancing is like the the worshiping or like the the praying to the music like if the music is like 100%. the gods and stuff yes but yeah it's just interesting how this all just comes back it just keeps coming up you know honestly like so dance is such an dance is really like a ritualistic thing what do, you, what do you think happened dance or music first the chicken or the egg <laughs> were people dancing and they're like we need a beat to this or they were like 
we got to beat this. What are we doing now? Oh, shit, we're moving. So I actually believe they kind of grown simultaneously, but I don't think there was ever originally any music at all. Like, obviously, there's like, who's going to make this motherfucking music? You know what I'm saying? Um, nature was the music. So, like, these patterns and rhythms between birds, wind, you know, like different yeah. sounds and shit. Like, you, like, specifically, like, birds and like amphibians like they just have that pattern it's just like repeating repeating yeah. repeating um i've seen them sampled before and i'm sure at some point before shit was ever recorded like people were getting down to shit like that just like feeling some vibe it's <laughs> yeah. like all right cool like, yeah go off bird and then like they would amplify that with like you know handmade drums or whatever flutes whatever okay so like in a way it sounds like the music was first but at the same time movement I mean, you could consider any movement a dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel simultaneously, but the way they started were different. One was natural to the environment itself, and the other one was a reaction to the environment, mm. which is that you know that, that praise, that energy, and I feel like that can even turn like I'm talking out my ass. There's probably like fucking no, I, I pa- pa- papers written on this with actual like historical, like archaeological evidence of how like <laughs> the history of music started. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of that right now. No, I don't. I don't me- think we know. I don't know. No, anyway, I'm also stoned. So <laughs> I'm speculating, I'm pulling the Joe Rogan thing, but like in the positive way. So check this out. Um, I just believe that through the evolution of nature and a reaction to nature created like what we see as like ritualistic dance and stuff like um, in different cultures from like, you know, uh, Central America, South America, uh, Africa, Asia, whatever, like there kind of seems to be a common thing where like ev- the first steps of, I guess, musical history for them would be like a ritualistic dance or something like offering to the gods. So like dancing really started out for me in my mind is more like, all right, it's a, it's a passing of energy from oneself to a different self, whether it be me to you or me to a greater self to a greater yeah. entity so like yeah dance is ritualistic and it's like spiritual almost it really is and i i was this is like the other thing i was talking about is like that the energy you bring to a concert like you think that you're just one person there mm-hmm. and you can't really have that big of effects but like what you did at that show where you went up to everyone you were like literally on molly before molly was even <laughs> no i'm just kidding but like literally like you're going around everyone getting everybody moving and like it only takes one person like that, you know, it, it to re- really get shit going. And it brings it back to me at high school, just trying to like get people off the wall. I was yeah. like, one guy just pulling everybody until everyone's just like, all right, cool. I was, I was hurting the sheep and you know, we got the party started, but like exactly yeah. what you said, man, like it just takes one person's energy to change an environment. And I can feel that with my music and I can feel that through the event production because it's literally just do you yeah sorry i'll keep going oh no, you're good you're good um it's literally just me uh super smooth like i have all total creative control marketing everything like if i don't think about it it doesn't happen i was gonna ask do you have any people that like are on the regular invite list that you're like not only like have we you know booked djs and whatever who are gonna get the party going but i want these specific people to come not just because they're in the industry or whatever but like they're gonna be dancing you know yeah i definitely have my go-to's and like we do have a a team for super smooth like i do have like full creative control and everything but i do have a team that works with me circus ant um we have double dip who actually just uh joined us we have uh astral leon he's been super big yeah and helping me saw him at a 
sub T. Yes, Tectonic One. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Rayhan, who actually just moved to Cali. So you already know what that means. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be fun. But those guys have been basically like my rock uh, since pretty much around day one. Um, they each bring something to the table that I necessarily don't have. But at the end of the day, like those guys are always like just a support group even if most of them like circus ant and astro leon are literally always on the lineup like mm-hmm. they almost for sure will always be on the lineup rayhan obviously just moved double dip he is always booked as well so you can't play everyone but like those are our residents those are my teammates mm-hmm. and um in terms of like people who i kind of like need or like usually want to have there as you said um yeah, just like dance community people who are really truly supporting like um i don't necessarily need one in like specific person there but i uh i really would just like to have you know members of the different communities that i'm in you know come and support like, yeah you know like i know everyone has like their nights and like they're busy i go to literally like five events a night per weekend so like i get it i make my rounds <laughs> yeah but um at the end of the day like it's really about the community, the fans, the consumers, people who live and breathe super smooth that are not me, you know? And yeah. we have people like that now, which is crazy to me. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious if, if there was anyone specific, but I also understand, like, you want new people there to experience it and tell their friends and come back and whatever, have a good time. Yeah, honestly, like, um, it's it's always, it's when when you go to a show and you throw shows like you have your crowd but that crowd is more like an ocean it's an ocean of people with the 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 tides going back and forth sometimes you know high tide low tide sometimes you know fucking water's calm as shit so like it's always changing it's always in motion and always super grateful for anyone that shows up in the first place like i don't give a fuck if it's 200 people or two people that we're playing to i'm still gonna fucking play and um i will chop it up and smoke you out and have a good time make sure you get home and you know make sure everything's cool but uh um yeah dude it's just like it's like a sea of of just i would say changes like you got friends of friends pull up sometimes those friends don't pull up and you got complete random people who seen your flyers somewhere in the middle of the city who pull up and then next month like their friends pull up but they couldn't pull up and it's like mm-hmm. it's just super dope to see i'm very interested yeah. in that stuff since like myspace that like the six degrees of separation type of vibe like oh you know this person you know that person you know this person how the fuck you know this person my boy like, what are you talking about yeah yeah um, no it's weird like that it's, it's cool though weird. like it's dope to dope to see it also makes like the chicago scene feel small sometimes speak yeah speaking of small scenes um not that it really is too small but like are there any other uh companies collectives that you're really trying to work with or like that you just have on the radar that you're like oh we we could work well together i mean like obviously you're doing your own thing but i mean like the lake effect thing like you know yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, so um which is pretty cool uh this year it's almost exclusively collaborations with us hmm. um i have like a a few different crews who want to do collabs i've actually did one of my dream cl- collabs uh which was with microdot iheart techno mm-hmm. um we did a sunday fun day warehouse event where we actually live streamed it as well 
and that was like that was super fun like i always wanted to work for the guy anytime i went to an like underground event i always just thought of him I'm just like yo he's the one that kind of like really pushed it uh in like, at least when i was around like really pushed like the underground vibe and it was like something i really subscribed to um but uh mm-hmm. that was cool that was like a dream collab and then we did like a fix one which was pretty cool i just i met those guys recently and like it was just such a good vibe, footwork, club music, some it was, dumb shit. It was at Foster Beach, so it was like an outside Foster. thing. You guys got some good weather, it seemed like. Yeah, dude. So, like, the Saturday was beautiful, man. Um, We collabed and did this uh, beach party on the beach, on the sand, Foster Beach. And uh, it was fun. We probably had, honestly, I didn't really, like, have a clicker, but the sheer amount of people that we had, I think at least 120 people pulled up. Mm. And cops never pulled up no one bothered us the locals actually jumped in there were a few people who seemed to really like us and so they stayed the entire time um i think they were homeless to be honest (laughs) um i was just like that's cool i mean we rolled up on your living room you know they were like yo no but they literally i have video i have all the video we were like yo <laughs> um, and then we had some old white ladies walking by and just like, like they're getting down. Like I was just like, that's cool, but like not one issue. And um, just the, the vibes were just on ten, to be honest. And like it was just a beautiful day, being on the water, hearing some music, having some having some food. Like the homies are all there. It's it's just always a good good time. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that event went very well. Um, in the future we have stuff more in the techno spectrum we've got more stuff in the uh breakbeat spectrum happening but uh in terms of like who i'm looking forward to work with i really want to work with my boy prove asha foley fucking uh caleb at dark, dark, dark heaven, heaven people, yeah. yeah like they show me a lot of love and like we've definitely like have booked each other but i definitely would like to do a collaboration with them on something very interesting and special um only because they're like really the first guys to show me love when i came back and they're really like real as fuck from the beginning so i was like yeah this is, this is dope everything they've done has just been fire um them for sure i want to do something with uh 773 flow state mm. uh those guys are doing some fun stuff yeah um green machine would be cool those guys jagging Not them familiar really so green machine yeah they actually just had also just had their one year anniversary i believe on sunday um they do a lot of house music a lot of like techno stuff um yeah it's this is a good vibe um do they have a normal venue that they're they i think they have like two rotating venues that they have not not actually like not commercial venues but like you know underground stuff yeah um and uh yeah i they are doing a really good job of curating it curating that stuff and their flyers are always amazing too mm. um that'd be a cool collab um i actually just had i were i don't want to like give shit away but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no no you can censor yourself a little bit so unnamed techno people and i are gonna do some stuff nice let's just say that and that's gonna be fun um i uh I really, 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 really want to do another, uh, not another, do a collab with uh, the guys in Ocean Swamp Woofer, um, mm-hmm. boy uh, Brian Carl. Uh, 
they booked me out for the Hamdi show and they're just like, yo, when are we going to have this super smooth, you know, Swamp Woofer collab? I'm just like, let's talk. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. Um, and I've got homies out on the West Coast, East Coast that I also want to collab with. I just can't really name names right now. But uh, it's in the works, uh, actually, since we're already talking about collabs and shit uh, in different states. On June 30th, we're actually having our next event at Wicker Park Emporium. Oh, um, nice. Tectonic number two, actually. Really? Yeah, it was actually, uh, I named it Tectonic because of you. Um, you, the night of the original Tectonic, March, I forgot what day in March, but earlier this year in March, you're just like, hey, is this going to be a regular series? Like, what are you going to do with it? And like, at that point, I didn't even think about that. And I usually just change the name for my event every single time. Mm. But once once Wet Dreams 2 happened this Saturday, I, uh, I was just like, fuck it. Why didn't, you know, why don't we just do it? And I just thought about you specifically. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's oh, a yeah. raw name. I can keep making sick, like yeah. cool marketing shit for it. I'm just like, yeah, I, I fuck with it. Um, it reminds me of some Pokemon like seismic. Oh, I fucking with, love like, that so fucking much, dude. It sounds like a, a move, like tectonic smash or something. Yo, yo. All right, this man's hyping me up right now. I'm such a fucking nerd. Um, I think I think we all are when it comes to producers. It's like, yo, Pokemon, SpongeBob, like, or just some. Stupid. No, Pokemon is so specific though. Like, I am it is, st- yeah. Like L- last episode, we were like, yeah, show the- show me the binder. That was one thing we talked about. I got the about. binder and I got the the Pokemon tat right here. <laughs> what what is that? Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's actually not from the anime, but it's actually from the game. So, uh, Pokemon Red. Hmm. The player's original name is Red. Um, and that's his sprite from uh, the original artist. I think his name was Ken Sigamori. Oh, um, hell yeah. Dude did a, like a flash rendition of it. And I was just like, yo. And he threw my like initial G logo on the hat. And I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. So here, oh wait, that's sick. What? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, were you one who would name your character Ash? Because that was Hell big. no. No. Okay. Um, so it, 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 when I was younger, it would literally just be like G. Yeah. Not even G-O, just G. Yeah. And then, like, for the longest I can remember, uh, the rival would always just be lame-ass. Because <laughs> then the grandpa's like, hey, what's up, lame-ass? Like, you know, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my God. You're like, dude, I'm going to smash died. this guy. I thought it was hilarious. All my Pokemon are 99. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I actually never even, like, beat a game, like, for a long time. Like, I don't really finish games, but I finished Pokemon Blue for sure, like that. I didn't even finish red. I finished blue. I said, fuck red. I don't do fucking blue. But Once you do blue, I mean, it's it's like pretty. It's pretty much the same thing. It's like thing. the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that was, you hit, you hit a chord with that because I'm <laughs> such a very specific nerd oh for that. The tectonic thing. It's like fun how you can have different names for different shows, which are maybe different genres. Like tectonic, I think of more like deep dubstep or like drum and bass, like way more bassy. Yeah. So tectonic is very specifically like a heavy bass type of night for us. Um, I consider heavy bass to be within multiple genres. So like specifically like we're doing like uh ukg shit footwork uh german based jungle techno like people will usually be like how the fuck are you doing all those different genres so specifically like the techno like german bass thing like techno people hate german bass german bass hate techno you know what i'm saying so yeah, that's such bullshit i hate that it's so dumb dude and i'm just like nah <laughs> well um, i feel like that's almost more in the uk you know, I feel like people in the United States, they're kind of like, we just got fed all of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I am. Maybe I'm speaking for anyone. But like fucking, 
you know, when we were listening to um, UKF, it was like they had drum and bass, they yeah. had dubstep, and then like that was the intro for myself into like all of electronic. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't discriminate against genres. Oh, I definitely don't. I'm a genre slut. Yeah, if you're in like your own genre, like you're and making fun of people when something else or just really hating on something just to hate on it you're like one of those people that just hated j cole just to hate on j cole Mm -hmm. right like just kind of hopping on that yeah or like i saw a meme the other day from this account called headbang society and it was like when you're in the crowd and like they play rhythm and like you appreciate other people of like taste and it's like okay that might not be my taste but i also completely understand what you're talking about like yeah you just see another person who's like you and you're like oh yeah yeah for sure you. um a uh, big inspiration for tectonic in a very specific way is flores negras um she actually is like she's mother basically um she's helped me out with a lot and like really like shown me a lot of things musically and within the scene um she specifically runs this company called miklan and it's that's actually aztec for the word uh, for the underworld mm. and it's this dark gothic vibe so but what she does specifically like that had me so interested is the, the very specific mix of regional hispanic music like cumbia corridos and shit like that um along with techno Oh, along shit, with that sounds sick along with footwork those three comp- like let's just say cumbias techno footwork three completely different genres completely completely different speeds for the most part um all in one night and i'm just like what the fuck and these things are fucking popping the fuck off i was just like yo what the fuck and like just that dedication just to being different to being weird just being true to yourself inspired me and specifically tectonic like super smooth has been a brand where like we teeter between club and the underground and each one of our artists brings something different to the table like leon specifically or astro leon he's really good he's overall really good at everything god damn it but he really likes dubstep drum and bass and he's really good at that and he does a lot of like uh progressive house and like techno as well but he brings that dubstep drum and bass thing that like the way i just don't and he's just really good at that circus ant brings in a lot of cool uh like house music ukg vibes and he does he does that on a higher level than i do me i'm more into like footwork jersey club break beat very heavy on break beats mm. um and anywhere that fits in and like the idea that Flores Negras did on her nights, I kind of applied to Super Smooth as a crew. Like, we're all got something different going on. Let's just have, like, a multi-genre show. Um, and usually I would kind of curate, like, hey, let's just, just do these types of genres today on this one. Let's just do these type of genres on this one. But with Tectonic, it just all, all, it's overall just heavy bass. Like, from UKG, Ghetto House, which is not really, like, super heavy bass, but that bass is fucking fat, yo. Um... <laughs> UKG ghetto house breaks techno uh, DMB fucking footwork dubstep bass music like all that in one night just to bring you a diverse background just the heaviest shit and like what we consider at least what we consider heavy you know uh, what do we consider seismic <laughs> tectonic mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, yeah and it's just kind of cool how that idea of just like inclusiveness of different genres stems off from another like you know 
Latino Chicago artists who's paving their own way. And that just comes from something else, you know, like there's always just like, nothing's ever original. You always get inspiration from someone else. And like, yeah, for this one specifically tectonic, she was a lot of my inspiration word. Yeah. Shout out. I got a couple questions, but one thing I just wanted to say is like, I like the mix. Like I went to uh, a swamp woofer show the other day and it was like all deep dubstep. And after a while I was like, eh, I love this, but I'm just like, I need a little variation, throw some breaks in there or something, mm -hmm. but nothing against the show. It was a good show. It's just, I think for myself, maybe being a little bit like ADD mm -hmm. slightly, I'm like, okay, I want to hear a couple different genres in here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I'm exactly the same way. Like I could not sit through like a single genre set unless I absolutely loved the artist or the, the event yeah, or there's a different thing when it's like, just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> do your for thing. sure. Um, but yeah, dude, fucking at the end of the day, it really is ADHD music, ADHD centric. Cause I, I am ADHD. So like, so like at the end of the day, I'm only doing what I know and hopefully that vibes with people you know hopefully. no i think mm, mm, djing in general is kind of add because we're not playing the whole track we're skipping out on like whatever half of the track yeah so for real the other thing i wanted to ask about and this is like a tangent but I, i'm so down for it is uh are you into like the mythology of you were talking about like mayans like aztecs like yes okay yeah because like i love the greek mythology and i've when you posted that flyer for uh what was it cinnamor yeah cinnamor yeah and it had uh chichen itza i was like dude i went there not that long ago and i was like this is crazy to see ruins and just to hear about their mythology because it's not like a religion now it's like barbaric and i love it like greek mythology is so flawed yeah you know so. it's just, it's like uh latin americans version of thor and shit like that you know yeah at this point um and that's how i see it personally but um yeah i'm really like deep into that and i just think being able to just go back to your roots and incorporate it to what you're doing now is pretty fun uh i'm puerto rican and guatemalan and so like i learned a lot actually i uh speaking of father's day happy father's day to all the yeah. past present and future baby daddies out there but I actually don't have a close relationship with my father and don't really know much about that side of my heritage, which is the Guatemalan side. So like I'm recently like discovering this shit on my own and like mm. shit's cool as fuck. <laughs> um yeah, also like that party specifically, Sina Mor was everything I do, again I'm a nerd, everything I do is like some nerdy shit. Um like it's gotta have meaning to unpack. Yeah, and like it's not really like spoken out too often like people will catch it or people won't but like tectonic was a cyberpunk fucking like anime style party at first like where it was like godzilla meets mechas um oh that also makes sense tectonic wise plate like you know plates and shit yeah, all that yeah, yeah and like i did an anime music video promo trailer for it and it was just so fucking fun i i was splicing different animes together and like throwing graphics and shit but um curating a story storyline for that and with Sin Amor, um it was pretty interesting because oh, so fucking nerdy uh it was actually <laughs> the quetzalcoatl thing yeah or no yeah, uh, yeah no it's 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 a little Ray, bit of everything rayquaza so, rayquaza but it goes even deeper so like Sin Amor, black panther 2 namor mm. the villain mm. uh, his background's just like you know they called me the nino sin amor 
the child without love and it turned into just to name more but like Cena Mortal was fucking a hard when I heard that I'm like yo raw and that, then, that's the one you were like that's yeah. the one yeah. and then like just I was obsessed with that fucking movie and that character and I was just like yo it's just dope and a that whole move, that whole thing actually that one was actually Ray Han's idea for the name shout out Ray Han um it was based off that Marvel movie and that character which normally Namor is like a like a white white character from like Europe or whatever like Atlantis shit mm-hmm. um but they switched it up and like turned it into this, like this Mesoamerican Central American vibe and was just like yo cool I fuck with this let's, let's amplify that and on top of that learning more about the culture and learning more about uh Mayan stuff Aztec stuff um I learned more about the uh uh, shit! What the fuck's his name? Uh, no, the, the the serpent god. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Or it's got another name too. It's I forget. There, there's because there's like I'm so stoned right now, bro. Jesus no, I just love this <laughs> that stuff. Disbelieve. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. But uh, fuck. What the fuck was his goddamn name? Should I pull this up? What you am should. I looking yeah. At? Uh. Look up. What is like bird? Uh. What the fuck is that bird called? Bird of. Quetzalcoatl. The Mayans had a different name for it. That I l- yeah, yeah. It starts with like a K. I swear. Oh, look up. oh yeah, Kukulkan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I just needed that reference. Um, so that's the Mayan name for the same exact entity, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. I can't say that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically like a dragon serpent thing, which is also like the way the history went like it's just like the sun god type of vibe but also there was a person like a king with the same name and like over time that kind of got mixed together like the king was the god type of vibe yeah yeah, yeah. and they played into that heavy into the marvel movie and like that was really that was really cool and so like the serpent thing really got me because it looked like fucking rayquaza from pokemon one of my favorite pokemon i think rayquaza is probably modeled after one of the i mean the japanese also have a lot of exact dragons in their culture but it felt like the color scheme for rayquaza was more yeah and like just the head the head itself like yeah. the back of the head so like it, i looked into the uh the history of like rayquaza and how it came up and it basically is just a mix of all those things together mm. but like it worked really well with what I'm about and what I saw potentially within uh, like that uh, flyer design and stuff. So I actually threw Rayquaza in the back of there behind the pyramid and then. Oh really? I don't even. Yeah, know it if was I like saw that. it was just so subtle. Like you can kind of see it. It's like kind of grayed out. It's like almost blends in, but it's it's two of them. Kind of makes a pattern design, and I put like the mind calendar on there as well, mm-hmm. um, and kind of just like layered things over it um yeah i almost put fucking namor in there and i was just like that's a little too nerdy let's just not do that um <laughs> gotta make it look cool gotta make it look cool but uh yeah it was just like the inspo was just literally pokemon and marvel yeah into a, a show yeah but we, you wouldn't even really like if you saw the flyer you wouldn't know that. you wouldn't know that's the, that's the thing that i really like about it like you really wouldn't know but that's really where it comes from um and <laughs> you were talking about Pokemon earlier. I, I want to throw an anime, throw like a full on anime party, like Pokemon party and shit. Like, but done right. Like, it, it can like be trading, like you're handing out trading cards. No, 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 Nothing like that. Nothing like that. That's too corny. It's just too, it's too, too much. It has to be subtle. Like, I, like, make it cool. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't put like direct images or like direct references to exactly what it is like pokemon but i would like model it so closely to it that it's on 
it's on like you cannot see you cannot not see it you know what i'm saying just mm-hmm. like all right yeah this is a, i'm gonna put my parties um i'm happy myself up about it i just discovered some djs from like toronto they dj anime conventions and that shit looks fucking lit they have like 150,000 fucking followers on ig and i was just like okay okay yeah let's yeah. let's do this you know um, that's crazy yeah what kind of music do they spin for an anime party is it, it was, like hyper pop breaks like that's what i'm picturing <laughs> or like i uh i'm really into breakcore <laughs> so like i imagine some type of vibe like that but i actually was listening to the music and it was more like a hip-hop kind of like a clubby vibe and i was like oh yeah this is kind of cool i fuck with this mm. um because when you go to an anime convention you kind of realize like all those people there there's so many different diverse backgrounds like yeah there's got to be like a common denominator but I, i'm maybe underground music would pop off too you know i think i think chicago underground <laughs> yeah have you really quick have you been to an anime convention yes i've gone to c2e2 here and then uh i went to comic-con in new york i hear that like the hotels nearby get weird like with partying and Ooh, shit. i haven't had that experience per not se. in like a bad weird but if like, a furry ran up to me and she was a baddie <laughs> i mean we would have a conversation but like she had a tail like no she was a real baddie <laughs> no i'm not a furry but i'm talking about like you know if, if they had the vibes you know they might get it but i'm kidding um <laughs> um but yeah i heard a lot of crazy things about those anime uh, hotel parties and uh, book your boy <laughs> yo i just saw that guy eddie pamu pamu was at uh which is a japanese uh pop artist mm. uh they were out here i think it was anime central my boy ghetto mark shout out he uh he's like yo let's go i was just like i want to go so bad but i'm broke right now and uh yeah he popped out and i was mad jelly dude i was like super fucking jelly. i was like damn i should have fucking went you gotta buy like the fucking pass to like the oh. anime convention and then you gotta buy oh, a ticket to the con- yeah. like, i was like i don't know about all that right now but <sighs> yeah sorry we go down tangents but i i'm so it's all but dude this show is all about you man <laughs> this is the things you're interested in and i, I am a tangent like i can literally just I won't I shut up. I'll go any direction. New new DJ named Tangential. Tan- I'm just I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> that I oh, that's an interesting name. I do fuck Tangential. That'd be cool on a flyer. It could be another show in the sense that like we just go from different genre to different genre. But anyway, you can keep that one for later. <laughs> yes. I, I wanted to ask you because I am not. I really should know this, and maybe you know, but like juke music does that come from like house music like is it just like that extra kick but it's faster like how did that develop kids getting a little closer yeah yeah (laughs) i'm needing education right now (laughs) so short answer is yes okay long answer is it i would say the best person to talk about this to talk about this definitely would be tracks man and he definitely has talked about this but it comes from house music turned into basically ghetto house and then sped up and mm. added different variations percussion and different syncopations and house music is typically 128 but like i'll say 120 to like 130 mm-hmm. they're they're pushing limits to 140 now like 160 mm. and that's a whole other interesting space but like juke music and footwork music are like in this parallel mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. but they're not the same um and 
being with Second City and then now being more into the footwork scene myself currently, um, I'm starting to like, I, I finally realized there is an actual, an actual difference between Juke and footwork. Uh, to me, Juke was definitely more prominent in Second City in the Latino crowd, the Southside Latino crowd, um, where we get the Ayo, Ayo, mm, and people mm. are fucking like just grinding on each other. It's cool. And like that was mostly my experience is, you know, people grinding on each other for the most part. And the most, it's a big grind. It's a, it's genre. literally a giant grind fest. And like if you were that guy, you'd be having like three girls lined up back to back to back to back. And then you're at the end and then maybe some other chicks behind you. But like, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking. It was just like, damn, what the fuck? And <laughs> seeing that at a young age coming from dubstep, I was like, yo, this is lit. Um, yeah, because dubstep is just like whomping. I started grinding at dubstep shows. People are like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just like, we're getting down on halftime. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, depends how you dance. The juke parties, um, the snares are usually like on two and four. So like, it was just boom, boom, cat, boom, cat, boom. Very quick shit. Yeah. Like, um, someone that does juke music very well that I like a lot is Constantine. Um, he actually was just recently sampled by Skrillex in that uh, Too Bizarre Juke to a Swally. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Squadubal shout out um, that definitely is like juke music footwork music is a little more complicated and snares like are on three on the three instead of the two and the four directly yeah, and like like that dubstep shit yeah yeah halftime shit and it'll switch up but there's a lot of like I don't know the fucking proper terminology but like syncopated beats and shit and it's very broken very breakbeat almost like not like a a but more like a shit like that where it's just like mm-hmm. broken up yeah like the fills are also just like it's like a sh- like the bar is just getting shorter and shorter like you know and like the kicks are crazy different places uh yeah, sub yeah. bass usually will replace the kick sometimes and then the hi-hats are crazy per like the toms and shit are crazy but like it's it almost feels more technical than the juke music to be honest well that makes sense whenever you see someone dancing to footwork it looks like they're kind of just having a seizure <laughs> in the best way possible in the but. best way possible because they're moving at like it's crazy dude fucking it's like 16th notes or like sometimes you know 32 notes you, and shit if like, you told me that i was just gonna like work out today but we're just gonna dance to footwork i'd be like yo that's a fucking proper yeah. workout um but uh yeah, honestly, it's just a, vi- a difference in variation in the way the beats are laid out. But it, both juke and footwork kind of basically grew up in this like tangent, and they can definitely like cross each other. Mm-hmm. But I hear a very distinct difference. And but uh, fucking what I see now happening, and specifically the speed of one sixty, the BPM, uh, like Sherelle and them, and a Morgan, all them doing shit like between the UK here and other parts of not the U S but not, not only Chicago anymore. Mm-hmm. They're doing different things with footwork now, which is very interesting. Like, uh, one of my favorite, like producers or I guess two producers is Kush Jones, DJ Swisha. And like, they do a bunch of different genres, but like they spice up a lot of different things. And like they're within that one sixty community as well. Um, and seeing like Sherelle mix this shit with like jungle and, mm you know shit like that like having these different ideas implemented and the jungle is definitely 
been implemented in footwork before that as well from like homegrown shit like eqi tracksman shit like that that makes sense too because that was like popular at the same time that they were probably both coming up yeah you're just taking an almond break and just throwing it in that bitch but fucking it's cool to see how people are expanding on that idea and pushing it further 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 mm. and in the further it goes it might not resonate the same with people who've been doing it a long time but it definitely is an evolution in the timeline of yeah. that genre because there's always going to be an evolution dude it's just crazy that chicago just to rep the city for a second i mean like just so many genres that have been you know like exported to the uk that then they decide to get influenced by it like you know drill music i mean the, their drill music is very different but oh you know I actually, that's funny that you say that. I posted some Faze Miyake on my note on IG today. Um, I haven't listened to him to a, for a bit, but it was, uh, which track was it? Um, I want to see real quick. It was the Oddity by Faze Miyake, who does like that UK drill shit. Mm. And like, he kind of does his own flavor on it. But um, it's just so funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, like, it's cool. Um, uh, UK drill and hip-hop didn't start from american hip-hop it started from reggae but that's a whole other conversation but like the tangents between U uk drills started from reggae yeah like reggae shit like UK, oh. like all that comes like from dub basically like dub uk like ukg shit well um, yeah i knew that like dubstep and stuff like that came from dub but like like, like their shit. like their hip-hop is just like basically derived from like the reggae roots and then like mm. progresses in like a tangent parallel to like american hip-hop which like oh did that come from no it didn't actually hmm. um which is pretty cool but now the like chicago drill music and the uk drill it, it's still drill you know and like i kind of you can hear like the influences back and forth and i was like yeah. yeah there's this interplay which is really dope it's super fun um the ukg thing man like how uh the whole northern soul movement happened where like they're learning about like funk records here and they start using it over there uh, in the uk like hmm james brown for ukg specifically yeah like it like turned into like like ukg shit out there like mm. um having these soulful records and shit you know you get those vocals you get those different fucking you know beat patterns and then turns into two-step turns into dubstep and turns into bro step it turns into you know yeah. all this that's shit. why i'm like you how do you just like decide to be like nah fuck this genre i only like this because it's like they're all derivative you know what i mean like so yeah i don't know man um i like uh i like a lot of things but i think that i find it really cool to see how things started and how they uh evolve i was really into specifically evolution and like uh and like animals like in science like a science class evolution yeah, yeah, has yeah. always like been on the forefront of my mind just like hey, it's cool how this turned to this how that turned to that and just watching it and understanding how it almost doesn't make sense though when you think about the timeline like the shit that we're talking about with music the evolution is like really clear yeah but in evolution and science it's like well we found this fossil and it's kind of similar it's like um um uh, i went to australia when i was in high school on some random scholarship shit and has nothing to do with music but i went out there and it like really changed my life and i was really like learning and thinking about shit like the tangent between uh like marsupials mm -hmm. and other like other animals like they like their possums there possums here like in south america like kind of like they never like met 
at all but like they're similar like tangents and evolution i'm just like that's is that some pangea shit pangea um <laughs> man this bitch don't know about pangea um little dicky phrase i love i love little dicky um <laughs> uh comedy so this to uh, bring it in so comedy is my thing like comedy and music this is why i make memes this is why all my flyers have some type of not all of them but most of my parties have some type of funny aspect to them which is silly i don't take myself very seriously but that's been a huge huge influence so tying it into uk drill men's not hot um i haven't done i used to know that shit like like sound by sound whatever the fuck he says but um that shit had me dead oh my god speaking like uk drill <laughs> shit oh my god roadman shack big shack and then he'd shoot he shoot the uh, man's not hot he's wearing a fucking coat in miami and has like this is the most ridiculous line one-liners i'm like yo i love this so fucking much um i loved it so much where like i took it seriously almost i was just like yes yeah, it's fire dude and then like i said earlier i love little dicky uh same exact reasons it's like comedy music like it's it's dope um mark ribblet yo yeah. oh my god he's fucking insane yeah. dude that dude just can improvise the shit out of anything i know he's um, amazing he's a gem yeah um aquafina for sure she she got some cool stuff uh but yeah i was always like super influenced by that stuff and when i was in high school um prior to the australia thing i actually was for class different classes i somehow would figure out that, like for a project i was like yeah my project i'm actually gonna shoot a video um and i would make music videos one mm -hmm. for english class we had some random assignment about you like pick a celebrity and do something do a, do a project on them and i was like all right well i'm gonna do a video like my, my uh, project mates whatever and i literally like made a beat wrote a rap shot the video made my friends be in the video it was the most difficult thing because none of them would listen i hope you got an a on that i i got a c because apparently i missed the entire target of yeah, what yeah, it was yeah, about yeah. No, <laughs> no you were just like i'm gonna make a sick video i don't even care what this sentence and like i got a c for effort she's like no this is actually fire but this is nothing to do what we had to do <laughs> she should have given you an a because as an adult you see a kid doing that and you're like yes yeah keep doing that yeah i did the oh, same fuck. thing for spanish class it was just like have making an, an, like an instructional video on how to dance or how to bailar mm. and uh man that was crazy i was i had all my friends who were dancers at the time it was like junior year no senior year of high school i had all my friends like break dancing friends friends in the metal scene like uh we all did different types same shit basically same thing but different but like i made a fucking beat i had i did a whole like voiceover thing like a radio thing and then all in spanish and then i showed different ways how they dance like you dance in them like a mosh pit how you fucking break dance how you dance the techno and shit like that hmm. I, I i think i'm hilarious to be honest <laughs> you're a funny guy man that's the only thing that counts is if you think you're hilarious that's all that matters in this life um yeah like if you can make yourself laugh yeah dude exactly so like that's just how i approach almost everything and like uh it just comes full circle between the comedy the music the diy and just super smooth you know what i'm saying Hell yeah. That sounds like a good little period to let, let's listen to another track. I know that this hasn't been focused on like Oh no, we're still on track. So like we were talking about 160 footwork and how the evolution of that and I went back and talked about like my DIY roots of how like I ditch it. Um play Dream Eater. Yo. Um this is like 
my take on footwork, juke, and I guess I don't want to say it, but like low key kind of dubstepy. So like, it's just it's weird, man. But we're here for it, and I've actually got a lot of love for this. I play this out at almost like every set I have a opportunity to do it, and it's kind of cool to see the different crowds react to it. Footworkers literally fucking busting down on it, having people yeah. fucking headbang to it. I was just like. You know, like I opened up for Gen Symmetry um, at this party called Eagle Death by Andy Strobel. I didn't even know I was going to DJ at this party. I didn't even know I was direct support until like the hour before. Like I was <laughs> so like, you got the USB. You're like, what? He's like, I was like, yo, so like, what's what's the word? Like, what's the address? Can you have a flyer? And like, I didn't know anything. And I pulled up and it was Liddy. I was like, all right, cool. And like, he's playing some UKG bass line. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do my thing. I didn't even know what the genre is in the night. He's just like, do whatever you want. I'm like, all right, cool. So I sent it to like 160 i played this track and then uh, like a track later it was uh, my set was done and then jen symmetry jumps on and she's playing footwork drum and bass i was like who is this and i was just like oh, i realized who that was i was just like yo this is lit um so people were headbanging yeah. there for that and then footworkers just getting down to it uh, i just want to see how where, where this track can go like who the fuck won't play this motherfucking track yeah let's run it run it I sampled Pokemon Red. Yo, let's uh, go. The Pokemon Cry for Hypno is actually one of the main oh. one of the main sounds in this. And so like the song is called Dream Eater it's because like, that's the move. That's that's literally the move is Dream Eater, but it's like to me it just has everything has a multiple meaning and this is not my first time mixing two separate nerdy topics into one thing that I'm doing. So run that shit back. I wish we had the spin back. Yeah, I was gonna say, reload that. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that. <laughs> You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh. Uh. Oh, those scratches? Shout out to Ray Rec for the vocal drop. <laughs> hey. Did you record in those scratches? Because they were just... Yeah, that was me, yeah. Hell yeah. That was my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> Thank <sick>. you. <laughs> That's the noise that yeah, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. that's the that's the it's too yeah. Oh yeah that That sounds fucking crazy <laughs> Yeah Dude the people that made those sound effects are genius Yeah Yeah this is the most futuristic 90s song I've ever heard. This is literally like 1999 in a nutshell, but like in 2023. <laughs> See, I would consider this like juke music right here. Like you're just juking, fucking shaking ass. Yeah. And then when we hit that halftime snare, it's more of like a footwork vibe. Word. Don't, 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 don't,
I made this track in two days. That's a heater. No sleep. <laughs> Dude, what? That would make sense. You were probably like tripping by the I end of it. I was fucking high as balls. <laughs> but in a good way, you know? No, nothing like sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation is your friend, my artist. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. All my breast work is I'm cracked out. Like no sleep. Not even high, just no sleep. But like you're so determined. Like you start. I heavily believe in a dream state. Mm. Or your dreams get eaten um where you're like almost in a trance where you're so loopy like i remember drawing and practicing graffiti every night on a school night when i was in high school to like two in the morning three in the morning like tired as fuck and then waking up at six to go to school doing it all over again being sleep deprived like bags under my eyes like i'm they're not gone yet but um <laughs> fucking that's when most of my creativity has happened when i'm in that state but then like when i'm older now like I'm 31, dude. Like I had a I had <laughs> I had a day job, hey. <laughs> uh, where I was like six, you know, six in the morning to like fucking four or five, and like I can't be doing that. So like, um, it's been difficult for that transition. But overall, I can definitely say like the loopiness does definitely help, but it's not a requirement. Don't kill yourself for your art, folks. Um, but yeah, honestly, I was. I was in a trance, like in a dream state, just like, all right, I had the, I had the main idea pretty much done. Most of my tracks that you're ever going to hear start on my phone. Um, like beatboxing? Yeah, but I, 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 oh, no. So, <laughs> check it. There's this app called Groovebox created by, no. No <laughs> created by Notion and Amplify. And basically, it's an A-track uh, DAW on your phone. Mm. So I'm show you guys real quick. I don't know if it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got all these different modules you can turn on and off in like different scenes and shit. And like it gets deep. Like you have like full on like sound design. Novation sponsor me. Um Shout out Novation. No one's paying me. I hope they do. But like it's so dope. I paid like fifteen bucks to unlock all of them and like it gets really nasty with the sound design and like the cool part is it like with me having ADHD and starting is always an issue. This it's not because it's it's so structured, it's ready to go. Yeah. All the uh, like uh, beats and shit they have in there, like the sound packs, all royalty free, so you can export them and use them. It actually has Ableton Live export feature. You oh. can export it as an ASL file. No shit. I throw that in my Kai Force, fuck with it, change things up, and then I send that to Ableton for the final thing. And it's just this cool little ecosystem that starts anywhere I go. I really, 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 I still do want it. The uh, Akai uh, NPC Live. Mm. NPC Live too. Yeah. So I can go anywhere with that. Or the Ableton Push 3 type of deal? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. But I already have an Akai Force, which is the same same thing. It's already a standalone and it also controls Ableton. So like. Mm. only thing i see push having an advantage over a kai uh force right now would be if they are 
allowing third party plugins on mm. the actual thing like that would be crazy serum massive you know silent fall the other shit fucking dude that would be sick that would that, that would, would take some time probably yeah that's gonna take that's gonna be like how fucking sony and fucking marvel disney fucking stroke cocks every day you know like just trying <laughs> to figure out a deal um <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna be one of those but um <laughs> yeah i'm a nerd but um i just think overall having a way to start music like i even have fucking uh, a music daw on my nintendo switch made by korg damn um, really it's called uh korg gadget and it's cool because they have a lot of like video game synthesis in there like sounds like from mm-hmm. Nam- namco specifically mm-hmm. and like i made some tracks in there you can export them via qr code and i was just Dude, like what that's crazy yeah that's so sick so like I kind of like ha- have a bunch of stuff between the force, my phone, that, and then like I have like random little fucking Walmart pianos sitting around. Like I always make sure it's out and it's ready to go because like inspiration just strikes whenever, you know. For sure. So having this, I have like, th- when was 2018? How many years ago was that? Five years? Four years? Yeah. I've got five years worth of music on my phone and yeah. it's still relevant to today. And I literally just pick a track, flip it, and then put it in Ableton. Hell yeah. Um, That's crazy. I've used like chord programs. Like there's this one app called Suggester and it just gives you like every chord and you're just like fine. It's like a tree of chords. Like you kind of go through and see what works with what. But yeah, like I used to just bounce that out as MIDI and use that for a while. Like it is nice. You can literally be taking a shit and like making a little dude. I have like an ecosystem of fucking apps on my goddamn phone. Like the core I've like i'm not the track. korg actually has a bunch they have like the chaosolator on the phone oh. i think oh yeah dude that and moog actually has some stuff or no too. yeah it's moog it's moog the model 15 they've got the model d they have uh philatron and then uh some other shit i, I sometimes i use that sometimes i don't but like i'm so like streamlined with Groovebox, it doesn't really matter and i do all the sound design either in the app or i'll do it in serum mm. sometimes the akai force but like i usually just pick random sounds from that um fucking that's dope i feel like you're the first dude that's like yeah the phone that's like the real key for me i can show you like like, i can literally just i just want you to see the the scroll oh yeah oh that's a lot of projects yeah Yeah, that's sick yeah dude fucking can you like get into one real quick and just hold it up to the mic like is that possible yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's fine um uh the true whip i want it yeah this is like the most whip we've ever gotten this is amazing oh all right uh i gotta see what's one here well i usually what i do is like i'll screen record and like i'll turn on and off the modules Mm. so it's like an actual live performance yeah um and i'll just pick the different things that the loops or little phrases that i've picked and turn them on and off but I'll, i'll just play this full outright because i don't remember the template for this but um this is uh actually how i started a collab with somebody Chords, oh, yup, on the fucking phone, dude. (laughs) 
Dude, this is a heat. You need to export this ASAP. <laughs> I actually, this track is pretty much almost done. I played it out a few months ago and like, it was cool. I actually added a, a vocal that I got from a meme <laughs> on there. And uh, I'm actually in a collaborate. I started the track and I stopped it. I was just like, I like where it's at, but I want to save it to collab with somebody. And so like, I'll have something like, this is what I got so far. And I fuck with you, you fuck with me. And like, I'll shop beats around and like, dude, I want this one. I want to fuck with you on this one. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I sent that to somebody and uh, we'll see where it goes. But hell yeah, it's literally like a 140 footwork R&B vibe going on or some shit. And I started that on my phone. That's sick. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I can't wait to put on a computer. It might change some sound. Sometimes this phone is good enough, like that um that chord progression. I'll probably layer yeah, that in. It's great. I'll probably layer that in Ableton with other sounds and make it fatter, like whatever it needs in the mix. But uh -huh. um, considering that we're listening over cell phone speakers yeah. and stuff like that like i make it sound good on the cell phone speakers but once you plug in the aux sometimes it's that's like, kind of nice though like you make it sound good on the speakers because like or on the cell phone speakers like if you can hear the bass on the cell phone speakers you're that's like my, all right here we go that's like, my priority we actually it. we yeah. want to hear bass on these, on these cell phone speakers because i've heard tracks um where the sub bass is fat as shit and like it's you can't it's, hear it you though. can't hear it you yeah. can't i'm just like uh i know yeah back to it i wanted to also say that last track was like some lavender town vibes and like you got it like mm -hmm. uh also the 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 melody of it if, if we can as listeners think back to it um kind of sounded like the fucking uh like battle start where it's like <laughs> just like kind of arpeggiated thing going on that i was just thinking about that i um fuck i have that track that track literally started on my phone um really i want to show you like the bare bones fuck oh man i'm trying to remember which one it is because there's so many um it's i feel like it's this one no i'm showing you too much shit now um not that one not that one not that one either ah! um hold on i got it here in I was just in a message to somebody. I gotta grease this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little squeaky. She's a little squeaky. She my little boo thing. Um, in a Jersey Club tune right there. She my little squeaky. Yeah. My boo thing. That literally, y'all, you can someone sample that so this is what i was talking about like so i sent this this that track was actually supposed to be for a compilation and they said this should probably go to a footwork label instead mm. and i was just like okay thanks <laughs> and i just kind of just been i'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna, I, uh, we'll see right what happens. Right now, it's going to be like a podcast exclusive. Podcast and, exclusive. And we'll be like blog. talking over it. So like you still don't get the full thing. You'll never get the full track. But here's the actual screenshot of me physically playing this. I threw my logo over it. Mm. And I sent it to somebody. So this is what it sounded like. Oh, so like most of it. Most of shit, it. Yeah. All the melodics, everything was pretty much on here. The just, bells and stuff. That's that was all the original just idea. And then you can see. Hold on. Oh, let me see here. I'm actually gonna just give this to you. I feel like you just cracked the code for. 
I'm just gonna give me. this to you. I want you to watch this, like how it's how it's done. The white ones are off. See that? No, <laughs> we need to focus up. Fuck it. <laughs> no, you just watch it. Check it out. All right. So yeah, you're like turning things on and off. Oh shit. <laughs> He's really going in. Yeah. Automating knobs and shit. I have different scenes on top up there, which are different phrases. It's nice. It gives you like the little bit of feedback on what's playing too. It, like. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and so like the the engines of the synths and stuff are from Korg. So like they sound good, right? Oh, uh, this one's not the Korg one. This one's Novation. Oh, this is Novation. I mean, still. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that's. Korg. That's me editing all the filters. So it and that's in Groovebox? Groovebox, yeah. Here, check this no out. shit. That's wild. Oh shit, I'm caught. I'm, I'm caught. Whoa, whoa, the bass that I just didn't have the Pokemon but sample. But dude, honestly, the Pokemon sample is in key. Like, I don't know how it's, much it, it got It pitched. is in key, so this song is in F minor, and that it was actually written in C. Mm. So most of those Pokemon samples are in C. Mm. And I was just like, oh. It's it's interesting, though, to even hear the, uh, the, the, the like, when they come out of the Pokeball and they make their, their noise. Mm-hmm. Even that's like in a key. It could could have just been like a random recording or something, but yeah, yeah. they even thought about that. Wild. Yeah, I watched. There's this. Sick. There's this YouTube channel called like Eight Bit Music Theory, and they yes. have crazy videos. And like he go, goes over like the song structure of those like enter battle mode. The Elite Four one. Oh. Is cr is so hard. Like oh yeah, of course yeah. It has oh. It's like uh, I don't know. Anyway, go look it up. It's go look up Pokemon OST. Yes. Um. All right. So, in my fear that like we're gonna run out of space. Yeah, yeah. I get you. We we've covered a lot of ground, which is great. <laughs> um. But I will ask my wrap up question, which is. You know, we talked about like some of your first concerts. We talked about a lot of concerts actually. This was concert centric because you throw shows and whatnot but if we could think of the most like game changer concert for you that you went to and it could be like the other day like you could be like wow that made me change my game or like could have been something from early on too talking about a concert that i i've seen you've seen yeah okay um Fuck. It's kind of tough. You went over a lot of concerts, so I'm like, <laughs> we might have already gotten it in there. The game changer. <laughs> um, uh, the game changer for me. It's, not, it's a. It was a local show, and this was like ten plus years ago. It was called Hardcore Fever. My guy Marvin threw it. Um, it was on the south side in this auto garage. It was cool to see metal bands with footwork DJs mm. on the same bill. And metal bands would go DJ in between the changing of the bands and then afterwards a full-on hood-ass party where the goths and the fucking, you know, hood motherfuckers just linked up on some... 
mm. what up like that was like a the merging of styles yeah, and i was yeah. just like that that's a beautiful thing and that takes me to the flores negras thing and it takes me to Empath, which is the band that i'm in i currently dj for i do sound design and i also oh yeah you do like scratching too and like it's some like dj han shit yeah so like um DJing the first thing I wanted to do besides just like mix cool records like a track was to also scratch like a track fool's gold record is a huge imprint on me um, and that man specifically is who I've modeled myself after because hip-hop DJ turntablist DJ turns into house DJ producing house records and all this other shit under the sun fool's gold records comes out they release Kid Cudi shit and like you know it's a mixing of hip-hop and like dance music and that is who I wanted to be and it's who I'm becoming almost but within my own style my own sense mixing the harder shit with the dance music and everywhere in between I'm quite literally doing turntablism scratching um, I learned under DJ INC DJ Zebo, and also Jam 1 oh yeah DJ Zebo. oh Zebo, shout yes. out shout out saw um, Zebo at the mid a million times yeah dude now you can catch them on I think it's the last Thursday is it the last Thursday, the second Thursday of each month at uh, Emporium, a uh, drum and bass party or a jungle jungle party jungle party called uh, Jungleistic, mm. and shout out he just had Pikachu in the flyer for the last one. Anyway, um, <laughs> motherfucker. So him, INC Jam One showed me all I really needed to know about scratching, and that's something I really really wanted to do from the very start of me DJing, and. It took me a while to get there and the ADHD thing took over. I was just in the fucking studio. I actually took Zebo's class like three, four times to the point where I didn't even need to be there anymore because mm-hmm. I was already pro-efficient. I became the student, uh, uh, teacher's assistant, you know, mm. um, and just to have access to the 1200s and shit, just keep practicing, keep practicing. Mm. Um, and that's been something not a lot of people know about because I don't really do that in my regular DJ sets. There's too much other shit going on unless I'm able to have three decks which at primary I did and that mix has actually been recorded and should be coming out soon. But um, I don't usually do it because there's not more than two decks. So with Empath, I only have one deck. Mm-hmm. I only need to scratch. And uh, I, I bring two decks to the to the events now, but I only need one deck. Um, and I'll scratch different samples into what they've got going on. And it's just heavy metal screaming fucking and it's just me going all day and um now i'm you could all, just get a mic just they just it. gave me a mic and now yeah. i'm actually screaming while scratching like low guttural screams high pitch Whoa, screams. that sounds crazy I, I need to see that yeah um i didn't warm, warm up my voice for that so that's not happening today <laughs> but come check us out empath um it's e-n-d-p-a-t-h um empath n-path.com if you're interested in the website Word. find us tiktok fucking uh ig but with them i get to fully explore this weird side of myself where like the emo kid comes out i'm screaming and then also at the same time i'm cutting shit up and like that's some weird shit dog but it pops people love us and between my that concert i changed my life hardcore fever uh, which started this idea of like merging metal and dance music with flores negras merging you know fucking metal dance music and cumbias and like uh techno all this shit and then now taking and juke music and taking it further to like my own lane now where it's like we're just doing rap rock house music and this motherfucker's scratching um 
crazy like fuck that's it. dope let's just do it all dude hell yeah fuck a genre fuck a scene fuck the snobs just do you baby yeah hell yeah um where can people like what's like the next super smooth sh- show uh june 30th oh yeah, yeah wicker park emporium yep we got ray wreck from no bias oakland california coming through um it's gonna be a great show Myself. what's what's something further out too because i don't know when this is going to come out like uh, i don't know july 14th we're at sub t we've got headliner ac rare breed uh super smooth crew party a uh, party actually doesn't even have a name yet but soon july 14th word Hell sir yeah. sick real quick also what's like the year goal for super smooth do you have one? Ooh, we were actually only supposed to do four parties this year <laughs> we're one two three we've got like six plans already but end of year goal the something that i really want to happen for super smooth is i want to throw the nastiest collaboration with at least two other crews for Mm -hmm. a new year's eve event yeah um the winter was very difficult for us last year. I, I couldn't lock down venues for shit and like it just wasn't working. So we switched over to uh, Twitch for our monthly streams, Friends with Benefits. Um, and that shit kind of blew up, to be honest. I was like, oh shit. And now that we're back in our grind and we got shit popping off again, we got we got, we got got walls for you guys. Um, <laughs> I want to push that as far as I can. And we usually bring out about 100, 150 people to these events. I want to throw something a little bit bigger than that. I want to see mm. if we can bring in like 500 people, 1,000 people. I want to see how far we can push this. Um, and I, I know people are out here doing it and people are willing to share that vision with us and make it something special. So uh, that's really pretty much what I have right now um, in terms of physical sense, super smooth as a brand by the end of the year. Oh, baby. Um, I want to take super smooth on the road. I want to take us to every city across America and turn that bitch up the way we do here Hell yeah. um yeah. that should be fun and those seeds have already been planted and we'll see when that next announcement is but we're going west baby nice <laughs> dude hell yeah i want to go to that new year event yes new sir year's. um that's it's gonna be it's the most competitive night of the year probably nah, it's a competitive night f- but fuck the bars though fuck full. going out dude you're you're going to fucking dance and have fun La- yeah, last rage. new year's what i want to do i went to go see uh uh the homies over at signal clearance they brought in invt from like mount miami like reggaeton footwork techno shit and it was just like this underground shit it's the highlight of the fuck of the year so far like like i started that shit i was completely wasted listening to all these different genres being played and like it's hard and fucking it's weird i'm just like yes this is where i belong despite who who wants me other places or whatever like you kids can't let someone you can't let people influence what you do you need to know where you need to be mm. and the way to figure that out is kind of trying different things and seeing where you fit in where you don't and that's where i belong hell yeah dude dude well thank you so much for coming through man this has been a blast thank you man i appreciate you um check me out initial g music on ig um tiktok and super smooth same thing the word super smooth spelled s-h-m-o-v-e uh supersmooth.com we got events popping slide through 
Can we get a little like outro, like skibbity bop? Oh yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes, buddy. <laughs> All right, thank you, dude. Appreciate you. Fuck yeah. One joint later.